This is a Sydney EO production. Welcome to episode seven of the Sydney EO Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Jeremy Rosen from Taxibox. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Brendan. How are you going today? Very good, thank you. So uh, I view Taxibox as a bit of an iconic brand. I always see it around. You've got great branding. How long have you been going for and and, um, what was your motivation for getting started? Um, So we're going for eight years now. Um, Set up in Melbourne initially. Um, Set up in Sydney about sort of five years ago. Set up in Brisbane about three years ago. Um, the motivation for getting started, to be honest, was we tried to buy a bar, so me and my business partner um, in Surrey Hills, uh, that fell over and I'd already quit my job and uh, we were sort of scrambling to find an idea and as happened we saw this one in the States, thought, you know, it seems like a really good idea, um, you know, I think it's a fairly niche industry in the States, um, but at the time it looked like a massive, massive industry. And yeah, I thought we'd give it a crack and, um, and here we are today, eight years later. And so have there been quite a few imitators come onto the market after you guys? Yeah. We, I, there's, I, see, I see them around now. And yeah, if you see them, uh, please slash their tyres and uh, <laughs> set them alight. Um, no, but um, we did a count uh, uh, probably about six months ago and I think there's about 30 um, companies in the space now. Oh, wow. Um, I think, to be honest, that people um, look at what we do and think it's um, fairly straightforward. Um, you know, probably on the face of it, it is. But you know, now we've got a whole lot of technology and um, systems in the background, and it's—I think it's actually a fairly complicated business. Yeah, right. Okay, so it's one of those things where people have looked on and gone, "Taxi Boss must be making a fortune. We're going to jump on and 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 just copy them." Yeah, I think um, Ben and I have both realised Ben's my business partner. Um, you know, everyone, everyone can look at things from the outside and and think things like that and, um, and and often say things to us. But the, the truth is, you know, no one actually knows what's going on inside a business apart from the people in the business. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so what do you think has driven your success over the last eight years? Um, is it the being in the right place at the right time or how long did it how long did it take to, you know, before you started I don't know, making good money or... Yeah, um, it took, took a while to make good money. Um, uh, you know, what drove the success? I think um, there's a few factors. One is, um, you know, Ben and I decided that we'd do whatever it took. Um, so early on particularly, um, there was a lot of, of grind. Um, you know, I started driving a truck, which, you know, came from a, a corporate background. Um, ben was on the forklift answering the phones. Um, and we just did whatever it took. So that was one key thing. I think the second key thing was we actually... And, and, you know, I think business is part luck, part um, uh, science. Um, you know, we were lucky that we created this brand and, it's, and it resonated. And I don't think either one of us quite appreciated how pow- powerful the brand can be. Uh, but over the years, we've developed that. Um, we've, um, you know, really looked after it. And I think, um, you know, it, it shows in what we've built today that, um, you know, that's been a, a, you know, a really big advantage. And thirdly, I think the, the actual business itself, um, you know, people are looking for these sort of services now, you know, on-demand um, things which, you know, save them time, save them effort. Um, and so the customer response um, has been particularly exciting. And, you know, we've got a whole bunch of innovations that we have worked on and are working on to, to make it even easier and to, um, you know, further de- develop the product. Okay, so 
I probably should just rewind a little bit. I'm assuming that everybody knows what Taxi Box is. You better explain to those <laughs> who don't what you guys actually do. I actually always like for um, the people who are I'm talking to to actually give the explanations to what you think it is, Brendan. So um, if you're happy to, can you tell me what, what it is? Yeah, okay. Um, so basically mobile storage for houses and whatever stuff you've got. Yep, so perfect. So, um, so what we do is effectively... Um, self-storage, um, but instead of you taking your things to a facility and then unloading it, taking it down the hallway and putting it into a room, we're effectively bringing a room to you. Um, so that's the vast majority of the service. It's called mobile self-storage, where we deliver a room to people's homes or offices. Um, they fill it up. Uh, we then take it away and store it for them in one of our um, five warehouses um, around the country. And um, then there's two other key services as well as part of that. Um, one is called on-site storage, and that's where we don't actually bring it back to our facilities. It just sits on site. Um, so people who might use that as um, someone who's got some excess stock and um, doesn't have enough room in their shop. Um, so they'll get one delivered to the car park out the back, and then they can put their stock away um, until Christmas, um, and then we pick it up empty. Um, and then you know, someone who's painting their house or sanding back their floors, they might use it as well. Um, and the third key service is interstate moving. So what that is is we can drop one down to, say, someone in St Kilda. Um, they might be moving up to, uh, let's say, Bondi in Sydney. Um, so um, they may or may, need, may or may not need storage. We then pick it up from St Kilda, um, it goes um, up to Bondi and magically reappears. Yeah, wow. Okay. And then is there an average length of time that people typically rent the taxi boxes for? Um, yeah, there is. Um, so, um, you know, typically it's sort of around that sort of six-month mark. Um, it actually depends on um, the facility and the city. Um, the longer, more established facilities, they actually tend to grow in terms of their um, average length of stay just because um, there's more and more people storing for longer, you know, indefinitely. And we've all got more stuff. We keep accumulating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then how tied is your business to, say, the property market? Because we've had, you know, for the last eight years, we've had pretty much a boom um, on the eastern seaboard of Australia. So how has that helped your business? It's a, it's, it's a really good question. I think we're um, trying to answer that now. Um, so, um, you know, property definitely is off in Melbourne and Sydney. Um, and, you know, I think to some extent we're, we're feeling it. We're definitely talking to other players in the market, um, related players, and they're telling us that they're being affected by it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not going backwards or anything. We're just, you know, maybe the growth is not as strong as it has been. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of other factors that, you know, may be playing into that as well. Um, so, you know, for one thing, we've sort of uh, reduced our marketing budget um, as well this year. So we're not too sure how it affects us. Um, they do say that um, this industry is fairly um, economically re- resistant or resilient, rather. Yep. Um, so, you know, it tends to do okay in, in bad times as well as good. And is it mainly urban areas that you exist in? Or do you, do you do regional as well? Like, what's the sweet spot for taxi box? Yeah, correct. So only only urban areas. Um, so um, you know, I think in Sydney, for example, we'll go as far as sort of Penrith. Um, down south, we might go to Bundina. Um, up north, we might go to um, uh, Palm Beach. Um, but we definitely try to stick to the metro areas. Yeah, I guess that's where the bulk of the population is. And yeah, it's also um, you know once you get into dirt tracks and country roads, you don't really want to be sending uh, yeah, big big trucks out there. Yeah, fair enough. And um, what about Brisbane? Um, so Brisbane's been an interesting market for us. It's definitely different to Melbourne, Sydney. Each market has its own unique characteristics, and um, you know it's been um, 
uh, a little bit of a different challenge for, for for myself and Ben because we don't neither one of us resides there. Um, yeah, so, right. So that's a challenge in itself. Um, but it's um, it's actually you know probably today. Um, you know the strongest city for us right right now. Okay. Um, not, in ter- not in terms of size, but in terms of um, you know sort of growth at, at the moment. Um, and so yeah, it's all looking positive. And is that because um, like is there less competitors there or um, no? So it's an interesting one. Um, you know, we talked about the property market before. It's possible that um, the, the Brisbane's property market is performing a bit better than Sydney and Melbourne. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, you know, other things might have, might be affecting it is we've run TV more consistently in Brisbane just because it's actually um, more cost effective for us. And right. um, so our brand recognition in Brisbane, which we, we've looked at recently, is actually higher than it is in Sydney and Melbourne um, to, to today. So, um, you know, not, not sure of the exact answer, but those are some factors. And so for you, like, I'm, I'm curious for the people that are maybe starting out in business, what was the point that you knew to... It was time to scale. Like you've, you've mentioned TV, so that sounds like you're doing it in a, in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the trigger for you guys to say, hey, it's time to step this up? Um, I think, and, and again, I think it's you know, important that I include Ben in this conversation, um, even though he's not here. Um, you know, I think we've always wanted to challenge ourselves. So the idea from the start was, you know, let's see where this goes and let's just keep pushing and let's keep learning. Um, so... You know, from us, the you know first nine months we didn't have an employee. Um, then we got our first employee. Um, you know, and then sort of you know, I don't know, a couple of years later we were in Sydney and tried that, and then we tried Brisbane. Um, so we're just always looking to to, to grow and to challenge ourselves. Um, you know, I'm not sure it was one definitive moment when we said let's let's scale this thing. Um, there's been some key milestones amongst the you know within the journey, um, which you know enabled us to um, to scale. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've always just looked to challenge ourselves. Yeah, and are you guys funded or is it all bootstrapped? All bootstrapped. Uh, we did get some debt finance along the way, which 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 has helped. Ah, oh, fantastic. Okay, and so what was the reason that you joined EO? Like, how long have you been part of the Sydney chapter for? Uh, been a part of the chapter for I think three, three maybe four years now. Yeah. Um, and the reason I joined EO was because um, in my business, um, particularly early on. Um, uh, you know, there was Ben, there was me, and then there was um, some lovely uh, truck drivers, forklift drivers, and, and um, call center staff. And um, you know, that was, I guess, the world um, that I was living in. And I just felt like I needed to get some other perspectives uh, on things. Um, and talking to Mark Levine, I'll give him a shout out. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he mentioned he was talking about EO and talking about the benefits, and thought I'd give it a crack. Yeah, cool. Mark was on episode three, so we're slowly making our way through all the members. Um, and so you've stepped up now. You, you're part of the Accelerator program. Tell us a little bit about what what that involves. Sure. Um, yeah, so um, now mentoring a, a, an Accelerator group, actually handing over the reins to you, Brendan, yep. in a little bit. Yep. Um, but so as part of the EO program, what I did um, about a year ago was I signed up to, to have a mentor, and or maybe it was two years ago. Um, so I met my mentor and we had some um, good chats and, and, and he helped me. Um, and so the call came out for um, people to mentor accelerators and I thought, well, you know, it goes both ways. Um, so um, I thought I'd put my hand up and, and it's been a rewarding experience. Oh, that's fantastic. So what are some of the things that, um, that you've learned along the way via the coaching mechanism? 
Um, I think, um, you know, going to the uh, various days, whether it's cash or strategy, people, um, you know, I've learned some things through, through, through that sort of training myself. This um, is the, the Vern Harnish Scaling Up yeah. book that it's based on? Yeah. yeah. And, and that lets me reflect on, um, you know, th- certain things in my business. Um, so, so there's some structure t- to that. Um, and then from the point of view of just um, getting in a room with um, three or four other smart people, um, they've got um, smaller businesses than me, but, um, but they're dealing with interesting challenges and, um, you know, I can learn from them. Um, so, you know, hearing about their experiences, again, lets me reflect on um, things in my business and, and, you know, always gives me ideas. Yeah, right. So do you think it's a similar sort of thing no matter what size you're at or is it... Like same, you know, we hear a lot in EO with people, you know, it's cash flow or it's people or some other kind of challenge. Is it, is it like that with the accelerators as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, um, you know, the, the, their challenges are challenges that either I'm still dealing with or I've dealt with in the past and, and I can reflect on, um, on, on sort of where I'm going or where I've been and, and think about how I could have done it better. So, um, yeah, 100%. So thinking about over your last three, four years in EO, mm-hmm. can you re- remember some highlights that, that you've, um, <coughs> you know, that have been great for you, learning events or perhaps it's a, you know, chapter retreat away or what are some of the key experiences that you've had? Sure. Um, so one key experience for me was, um, and this was, I was part of a, a different forum uh, about 18 months ago. I went away with a few of the guys there to um, the Philippines because um, we were looking at doing some outsourcing for our, for our business. And so we went and met. Um, was that, sorry, was that a chapter retreat or that was just a little uh, tour on the side? It was basically we were, we were planning on having a forum over there and then it ended up being about half the forum. Oh, okay. Um, just as a sort of a side trip. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, so we went over there to look at outsourcing and, um, you know, we, we definitely had the insider treatment on a number of different fronts. Um, so we got to see, because a couple of guys in my forum did outsource from the Philippines, so I got to see their teams over there, got to understand how it you know, would work uh, for us as well. Um, we, we've chosen not to do outsourcing in the Philippines, but um, it was definitely a time saver and uh, you know, gave us answers that I don't think we would have normally otherwise seen. Um, and then we did some really amazing stuff on the side. So one thing we did as part of that tour was um, through one of the guy in my forum's connections, we went to a disused nuclear power plant that's sitting in the Philippines. Oh, right. Um, this place is absolutely deserted. It's not open to the public. Uh, we got a private tour through there. Um, I don't think I'm radioactive. Um, <laughs> so um, survived to tell the tale, but just just a, an incredible uh, experience and, and, you know, one that, one that I think is once in a lifetime. Oh, that's amazing. And anything else that you can think of that... Uh um, yeah, I mean, there's been there's been lots of uh, lots of lots of moments. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, I'd, I'd be breaking forum confidentiality if I told yeah. you some of them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's been some 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 good learnings. Um, you know, from various activities that we've done. So, uh, and what keeps you coming back? Like it's you know three four years now. Why why do you choose to to keep renewing? I think it's uh, you know I mentioned the word perspective um, previously. I think um, you know through the breadth of people that are part of EO um, you know I definitely feel like I'm getting new perspectives every time and you know there's a whole network out there of people that I can talk to about various issues Um, and by issues I don't mean negatives I mean you know whatever it might be um, in life so um, you know I feel like it's um, you know been been a fantastic resource for me I feel like it's um, um, definitely um, 
educated me and, and, and again given me that perspective that I would have that I would have found hard to get elsewhere. And have you done any unis or anything overseas with EO yet? Uh, I haven't. Um, something that so yeah. still plenty to explore. I'm in that bucket as well. Like it's it's on my bucket list of wanting to do a, a international event, but haven't quite got there yet. Yeah, it's definitely definitely on the bucket list. Oh, that's great. Okay, then we'll look. I think we'll um, wrap up the interview now. Uh, so I just had a few short questions to ask you mm-hmm. before we go. Uh, how old are you, Jeremy? Um, I always have to think about this one. So I'm 35. 35. And then what do you like to do to keep fit or active? Uh, so uh, bike ride, go to the gym. Um, yeah. Okay. How many hours sleep do you get each night? Solid six. Solid six. So I'd like to see that up a little bit, I reckon. Um, do you have any personal goals that you um, are looking to achieve in the next 12 months? Um lots of lots of goals as part of my forum um probably none that i want to share in this forum yeah fair enough fair enough okay and then do you have a um business achievement that you'd like to be most remembered for um do i have one currently or do would i like yeah. one in the future yeah oh it's just you know what's your legacy i guess what have you thought about what you'd like to leave behind um, so I think I think that's an interesting question. I, I'm not um, seeking, I guess, fame um, through this process. Um, but one, um, we did an exercise in um, our previous forum retreat about, um, I guess, um, life purpose. And one thing for me is that I want to be able to choose my own adventure. Um, so that's sort of what I aim for. And, and if I can choose my own adventure through life, um, through business success, that's that's kind of what I'm going for. Oh, fantastic. Okay, Jeremy. Now, if people want to find a little bit more about what you're doing at TaxiBox, where can they find you? Thanks, Brendan. Um, so taxibox.com.au is the website. Um, then feel free to um, get in touch. Fantastic. All right, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks, Brendan. And remember, if you've been enjoying the shows, don't forget to subscribe and share them around. See you next time.